Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, are you on Twitter? I am. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. I guess I feel silly at the beginning. I say joined as always by Big Kurt. That's that's not actual. That's false advertising right there. I need to I need to switch that up. But if I if I switch it up, my brain jumbles and I don't know. That's how it goes. But welcome back, buddy. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be here. Feels good. People miss you. As much as people like Jordan, and I think you like Jordan as well, uh, having having the GOAT, the OG, back on the podcast. Always, it's just silky smooth. Always good to hear your voice. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to having some fun. And I also listened to you and Jordan all year and, nice. and loved it. I think Jordan's doing a great job. Appreciate that. And uh, when you've been listening lately... You haven't even been listening to the podcast or doing anything for that matter with a cocktail in your hand. Is that mm. accurate? Yeah. So you people may be wondering, what have I been doing? Well, how about we start with what I haven't been doing, which is drinking. I have not been drinking all January and even a little bit before that. Yeah, I'm doing the dry January with you. With yes. me. We're, we're partners in crime here and, and let's call it a crime. It's a crime against... <laughs> The Amador Whiskey Company. It's against the, when you have when your sponsor is promoting alcoholic consumption and you are not partaking in it. I feel guilty, but we're almost at the end, so I feel like we can say it now because I'm telling you right now, one week to the almost to the minute that we are recording this, I will have a couple cocktails in my gut. I saw that their their stock price took a little dip this month. <laughs> if we'll you get, noticed that, we'll get them back. We'll get them back. You know, I decided in my defense that I was going to do this mid-December, maybe even a little bit early. I'm like, I'm, you know, listen, I'm, I know I'm not going to not have a cocktail through the holidays. So I was, I was looking forward to doing this even before I heard about the whole dry January thing before I knew that was a thing. Well, I was going to say, so was I, and I was looking for a partner to, you know, like someone that you kind of support each other. And I had I hadn't bothered asking you because I just didn't think you would want to do it. It's kind of a two. So essentially, I mean, you and I have talked about it. the two reasons I wanted to do it is just one, just to prove it to myself that I can do it, you know. And then number two, to let people in, I I sleep like sh- just shit, you know. Like I, I can fall asleep quick. I don't stay awake. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot to see if it regulates my sleep patterns. It has not. I still sleep like shit. But okay, okay. well. That was my number one reason as well. I sleep like a baby now. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That's awesome. And and I know we're in two different camps here right now because you're looking forward to a drink. I'm not because all I can think there. about is not sleeping, which I mean, I can directly tie it to the last day I had a drink. How many days I'm going to go where I'm not having good sleep? And it's just too it got it got to the point where it's too many days to be worth it. I understand uh, if if the if. If I was getting seven to eight to, you know, whatever hours of, of amazing sleep a night, I would probably sound quite a bit like you, but there, there's no change. You know, I, I thought I would like grow three inches, wake up one morning and look like Brad Pitt in seven. None of, none of that shit's happened, man. I, it's, it's the same me. I just haven't had a beverage on the weekend. But I, but again, I, 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 I set out to prove myself that I can do it. I'm not there yet. I'm only a week away. It's Friday night as we record this, but I, I think I can make it another 
six and and seven eighths days. But here's the ironic part: I'm sleeping great, but I'm I don't have any more energy than I used to have. No, so I might as well not sleep. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I need to reconsider this. So many things. By the way, I was doing just fine. (laughs) By the way, speaking of our amateur sponsor. I, I know his brother, okay? And uh, he, he's kind of a rough and tumble guy. Shoot you straight. Let, let's put it that way. And uh, I told him about dry January. And he's like, you you wussy. And, and his line was fantastic. He goes, you know what you need to do? You need to stop stopping and start starting. That's what you need to do. <laughs> That's how guys support each other. We give each other copious amounts of shit. That's how it goes down. And so... <laughs> There's been a couple times when people have offered me a drink like, oh, here's and I'm like, no, that's the closest I've come, I guess. But even that in those situations, I'm like, and by the way, I go to all my same places where I normally sit down and have a beer. I sit down and have water. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's that's tempting even more. I mean, I got, you know, wife and kids. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm tethered to this house. So so for me, I think the two biggest instigators to me wanting to have a cocktail because you know for me i'm not getting plowed right i'm i'm having a couple and then drifting off to sleep okay i mean just a but when i'm cooking i like to do as you know i like to cook on friday nights even better when people are coming over to the house when you're doing some you know kind of fine cooking man opening up a bottle of wine is just fantastic so it's like it's like a combination of pairing it with food and just good old fashioned boredom or I don't know if boredom's the right word, just if you're doing something like cooking or watching a show, having a cocktail as you're watching it just kind of enhances it and it's it, it, it's not there. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but that's that's what I mean, I've noticed. I think it's boredom. That's probably the 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 toughest one to the overcome. Script, yeah. But for me, it's also just the social aspect. That's why I still go to my same places to see the same people and say hi to them. Well, that's that's great of you. I had. I have not been to an establishment this entire month. I will say you wow. say some. Okay. No, oh no. I mean, it's like I said, I, we're in two different worlds there. Speaking of speaking of establishments that I do go to pretty often, it's it's in here locally. If Lifetime Fitness, whatever your health club is, I don't know what the deal is this year, but the the New Year's resolution people they're hanging on this year, man. Like usually. It's like right that that week in between Christmas and New Year's, it starts picking up. But even after the two week mark in January, people start dropping off. Man, my lifetime is is just packed with people. So my typical routine, and I can go right to where I want to go in the dry sauna, or right to the equipment I want to go to. There's a new a hole on there, and I'm just you know, and I'm like, don't get me wrong, I, I'm all about people bettering themselves and trying to get healthy. That's what society should do. But selfishly speaking, I just like it when I can go right to the spot that I want to go. And it's, it's been a challenge. It's been driving me nuts. Interesting. I'm my experiences. Oppo. I could. So I always forget January one. I just completely forget that that's when it's going to be flooded with people. Right. I literally walk into my gym the first day of January and I go, Oh, they must be having an event. Look at all these people. What's going on here. No, they were just there to yep. to work out. Yep. The next week, it was gone. like they were gone. It's usually it, ten days. One oh, week. Ten days. Yep. Yeah, it that's what I'm saying. Week. I don't know what's going on this year. We're we're almost into February. People are still going strong. By the way, this just popped into my head. Not a big deal. It just popped into my head since I I, I brought it up. But 
I, I go work out various times of the day where it fits in my schedule. First thing in the morning, end of the day, over the noon hour, stuff like that. And I went, uh, I think it was last week. Maybe it was earlier this week. I can't remember. And um, th they were dropping off a busload of old people. Like, I think they were from, like, a retirement home type of place. I'm going to say 15 people. 12 of them were female because, you know, <laughs> all the guys are dead by now. This is how the math works out with that. And so it was just, it was just like grandmas coming in and they're checking in to go do like a little, you know, workout or whatever. And hmm. uh, there's two people behind the the counter. And uh, after I got done, I, I walked up and they're like, hey, thanks. You know, I'm like, man, them grannies were grinding. I, you know, and the one guy behind the counter died laughing. The the lady, she 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 was offended that I said that. And she's uh, not even a granny. She's she's a, somebody that's probably my age or younger. And and she she thought that was offensive that I said the the grannies were grinding. I don't know. I don't know why that. Wow. In my head. That's where um, we're at now. <laughs> I was I didn't happen to be one of the grampies that you saw, was I? <laughs> it was not. These were. O older people, you know, they're 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 just trying to stay active. Uh, I think at the gym, you'd say this ah. group was even too too old for pickleball. The pickleball group, you know, which is like around my parents' age, maybe a little bit younger. Man, those those pickleball people, they're they 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 go in there to fight. Man, they they've got a they they want to win. They're intense. They are intense. All right, man. Well, anyways, should we go ahead and get into the foosball situation stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, football. Let's yeah, talk football. about that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna this is gonna be chronological. Uh, obviously, Jordan and I just recorded the the Harbaugh news that'll be baked into the cake here a little bit too. So we'll talk about that. So we're gonna go all the way back. Probably should have recorded some of these topics when they were a little bit more on point at the end. But there's still some fun things we think to talk about uh, for this time of the year. So Michigan wins the national title. Obviously, Jordan and I have talked a ton about it. Uh, so we don't, we don't, we're not going to go like too in depth with, with the, what it means to Michigan. Like we got enough of that, probably enough to make people vomit. With that being said, what I found interesting after Michigan won was how pissed people were. Totally makes sense from Ohio state, Michigan state fans, a collection of big 10 fans that don't like Jim Harbaugh or thought they cheated yada, yada. My read on the situation was that, it was partly because it was Michigan, the block M also because they had the audacity to do it with defense running the ball and not turning the ball over, AKA not putting up video game stats and passing situations. Was yeah. that your take? Did you notice that? What, what do you think? No, it, that's definitely the take. I mean, that's the only take, but then the funny thing is you look at their, their, their wind differential, their average wind differential was incredible. Right? Yes. Yes. That's a great point. So it's not like, it's not like they weren't beating the tar out of people. They just weren't doing it in the style that the national media kind of wants them to do. And I think it really has to do mostly with the casual fan, which okay. that's who, that's who the national media is catering to. They're not catering no, okay. to the diehards. There's no, There's no doubt. Like that's us right. passionate fans are marginalized. They want, the people, because there's more of them, they want That's the right. people that That's want what it is. The, the 42 to 38 type of game. And that's what, so there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, no doubt in my mind that 42 to 38 is more desired 
than 27 to 23, right? 27 to 24. There's no doubt in my mind. You go even lower than that. My gosh, why they even bother playing the game? What I think is even more interesting along those same lines, but but different, Michigan could win the game by two touchdowns, but somehow if it's 28 to 14, that's not as impressive as if you would win it 42 to 28. That I, Do you pick up on that? or Because that's that's what no, I feel like for I see. Sure. And by the way, in in offensive scoring, points per game, Michigan was 13th. That That's, that's not bad. chump change. That's no. pretty good. And then there... You know, you mix in with the number one points per game defense in the country. Pretty good formula. I, I, that that was my read because, I mean, they went 15-0, and 0, okay? So, first of all, just the amount of teams available in the history of college football that have gone 15-0. Yeah. If I was a better podcaster, I would look it up. But we're talking about, what, three, two or three yes. teams that yeah. have done it? Yeah, just a handful. Yeah, because it's it's only during the the fourteen playoff. Yeah, era, LSU right? did it the one year, right? Okay, did LSU I, go? Yeah, they went undefeated. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, and and you know what? I wouldn't even say this Michigan team would beat that LSU team. Okay, I wouldn't say that. The point I'm trying to get at is I pointed at okay, that's a this is a fifteen and no team. Look at who they they finished with. You know, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Iowa, Alabama, Washington. That's that's five really good games, or or in some people would say four with Iowa, and and they won all of those games convincingly. It wasn't like I was ever that nervous they were going to lose any of those games, or at least down the stretch. That's Alabama. Nobody was, I, 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 I'll, many people were not giving Michigan a chance versus Alabama. I myself picked Alabama to win. I didn't trust you know Michigan in that spot. They beat the SEC champion. In comes Washington, the high-flying passing team with the, you know, Michael Penix was suddenly parting seas and walking on water. They shut him down. Why do you not get credit for that, but you definitely get credit, you know, the week before when Penix was throwing the ball through the air for, you know, 300-some yards versus Texas. Like, Okay, so 13th in the country in scoring on offense first on defense right they had eight turnovers on the year that's incredible that's incredible it's incredible and i wasn't it three or four in one of their non-conference games that's right that's right that's so that's insane you're spreading a small handful of turnovers over the the important games in 15 in 15 games right or 14 of those 14 games spreading five three uh, four or five. I can't remember how many they had in that non-conference game, but that's when they had their turnover explosion. They're plus 19 in turnover ratio. So they control the clock, play great defense, run the ball, and, and win the turnover battle. Doesn't that sound like every mantra that a coach has ever said? Like, what? okay, and so that's when was exactly the last right. time? Hold on. When is the last time you heard a head coach say, boys, we got to get out there and throw for more yards than the other team. If we don't, we don't have a chance to win this game. Don't worry so much about the turnovers. Ever, just throw the ball. Yeah. We we want to get the ball in the air. I don't, we don't care about control the clock. We don't we don't care about that. <laughs> Why we don't we care about scoring break? points or stopping points. We just want to throw for some yards. Why Have did you... we break into a semi-south uh uh accent? And why I kind of did there, didn't yeah, I? We both did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why we went there. But yes, that's that there you go. Like you 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 laid it out perfectly as far as like the things that coaches hit on, that's what they did. By the way, folks, I want to say. This has all, you know, during, right after the game, it turned me into a Michigan apologist, which makes me want to vomit in my mouth. 
sure. you know, swallow it, vomit it back up. And but but I also am trying to look at this as Switzerland as I can, and all the things Kurt just laid out. I don't know. I just think those things matter, and I think that's why nobody could beat them, even though fifteen teams got to try. It's 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 the craziest thing. Well, and okay, Nick Saban. I, I had to go look this up. Remember, this used to be Nick Saban's formula, and then he consciously made a switch at one point. I thought it was more recent. I'm pegging it to 2014 was yeah. the year where he said, 15, okay, we're, we're going to have to play a little more up top on offense, open up the offense a little bit. But you know what? He won three natties before he did that, and yes. he won three natties after he did that. They both work. Which, by the way, is the perfect segue into the next chronological thing we can talk about is Nick Saban, the coach you just brought up, uh, retired, uh, waited until after the national championship game. Kind of a class act, uh, I, I would say. I don't know if that actually played into it or not. Essentially saying, I'm tired. Uh, people keep recruiting against me because of my age. So, adios. And he, and he takes off. There are a lot of rumors with the health of his wife. Hopefully none of that stuff's true. I think he just, I think he was just done. First question I would ask you, is there any question that he's the GOAT when it comes to college football coaches? Well, he's the GOAT of our lifetime. I don't think there's any question about that. But I think if you uh, – so here I just, off the top of my head, wrote down a bunch of great coaches from, from all of history, yep. not from our lifetime. Here they are. Walter Camp, Fielding Yost, Amos Alonzo Stagg, Newt Rockney. Bud Wilkinson, Bear Bryant, Bernie Beerman, Bobby Bowden, Tom Osborne, Barry Switzer. So I guess Osborne is from our lifetime. Okay. But th that's a pretty nice list. You can make pretty good yes. case for any of those guys. So is he the goat? Am I ready to say he's the absolute goat? I don't know. I think there's a, he's in the small group of elites. Wow. Okay. That's not where I thought you would go. He's, he's the goat of our area without a doubt. He's the goat of all time for me without a doubt as well. And I tell you what, like I, I, in my mind, I was going to release a, I was going to rank the college football coaches of all time. Didn't know if I wanted to deal with that fire on my timeline for however, however long that was going to be on there. One of the things I think I would have stipulated is essentially I'm going to count it post integration. To, to the sport because okay it, that's that's one pretty big line of demarcation yeah. and right around there would have also been when the scholarship limits got you know so nixed because that, that that is a right that, that was a huge advantage for alabama yes. at the time okay. i mean they were hoarding 125 30 40 scholarships right. and you, you gotta at least take those data points into consideration no that that's a great point if you he has less advantages than they used to have. And, and even going way back to the Walter camps and fielding Yost, those guys, I mean, it was, we think it's dirty now. It was so much dirtier back then. Right. So yeah, yeah, he's, it's probably harder to do what he did in today's era. So maybe that makes him the goat. That's enough for me for, for how I would do it. I mean, and the fact that, you know, people always talk about, they say six national championships, six, no, Seven. He he got one at LSU as well. Yeah, so that right. puts him that puts him over Bear Bryant for me, along with all of these things we're talking about. So yeah, it was it was. I don't think I've seen a college football story with so much legs on, on a one time event. You know, like sometimes with college football, there's it's the same story that keeps perpetuating. We might get to one of those. 
when Nick Saban retired, that was the story. People kept talking about it and writing articles and podcasting about it for a week or two after he was done. To me, that is what that was what his impression was on the sport of college football. He was that big of a deal. When he left, it created that much of a vacuum in college football. He's the greatest of our lifetime. Yes. So then that feeds into the next thing, which is now I know you have never played and will probably never play NCAA football, EA sports, but they they had this thing, Kurt. You, you would maybe even kind of be remotely amused by this, where they called it the coaching carousel, okay? So okay. When, when a coach got fired or moved around, so all of a sudden they would steal your offensive coordinator for a head coach and you'd have to go find an offensive coordinator or, you know, like mm. coaches. So then all of a sudden it was the coaching carousel. And no, that, to, like, so that whole management of the program does interest me. I just wouldn't yeah. want to play the game. Totally understand. It's all yeah. about simulate. That's what most people like to do is you play when you kind of have to, but recruiting and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So yeah. anyways, I bring that up is this is what we had. I mean, this is how it broke down. Because this is the craziest stat. Nick Saban leaves, okay? Of the four teams that were in the college football playoff final, yeah. only one of them has their coach going into next season. Three yeah. out of the four have now lost their coaches. It starts with Nick Saban, of course. So he leaves Alabama, obviously one of the final four. So where who do they go? They'd make a good hire. I think you have to admit that. So they go and get Halen DeBoer, from Washington. So now we've got two different coaches right away for the two teams. And then Washington hires uh, Jet Fish over from Arizona, yada, yada. But I guess what I would say is I know it's not necessarily Big Ten specific. I mean, it does affect the Big Ten team very soon with Washington. What do you think of the hire for Alabama bringing Kalen DeBoer over? I mean, I we covered Kalen DeBoer and we loved him yep. when he was at Indiana. And the guy does nothing but win. He is, it, it, I mean, look at his whole career. From NAIA, I get it. It's a little bit different, but winning national championships there. And he was winning them right away when he was at uh, Sioux Falls. And as people need to point out, oh, it's just NAIA. They're recruiting and playing against the same level of athletes. And so he was better. That's just that's okay. But then he comes over and he was great at Indiana. He's great at Fresno. He's, you know, out of this world at Washington. There's to me, there's nothing this guy can't do. So I love the hire. I don't. It's a great, it's a great hire. By the way, you know who the, I always think the, about? I always think about Hoosier Al, and how he knew how good DeBoer was when he mm-hmm. was at Indiana. Oh, yeah, and he was like, "How do we thread this needle? How yep. do we, how do we stay good enough to keep him, but not too good where we lose him? It was impossible. Yeah. Obviously, the people no. knew how good he was. Yep. And but here's the thing, and it's not like I follow it real close, but I could. Saban's still going to have an office, is what I hear, right? Involved with the pro the the program, the athletic okay. department, yeah, yeah. If you know anything about the history of the Green Bay Packers, and if you know anything about Vince Lombardi, and when Vince Lombardi stepped down, Phil Bankston took over, but he, that didn't... Vince would Vince would not get out of things, <laughs> and it just did not go well. Yeah. So that is my concern here. Saban's I... got yeah. to not really. He's just got to let Kalen do his thing and not get involved. I didn't think about that comparison. I heard. I, I haven't heard much from it since it was there. I wonder if it's a pass, pass the torch thing. My biggest uh, concern, if I was Kalen DeBoer or an Alabama fan following Kalen DeBoer, which is recruiting, 
it's not just enough for me to say good coach out, good coach in. I think Saban was special. I think he was freakishly relentless on all things. Recruiting being obviously one of them. That's how you win in the SEC. Michigan did it more with development, right? And keeping guys around. Will will DeBoer be able to transition that? Because recruiting hasn't been a super strong point, but he hasn't been at an Alabama yet. That's going to be one of the interesting things to watch. And is Saban trying to... Is he trying to say, this is how you grease this wheel here. And this is how you glad hand this. I wonder if that's part okay. of it. That will definitely be welcome from Kalen DeBoer. Yes. That, that's what I'm that saying. aspect of it. Yes. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, so then what did we have as a reaction from that? This is kind of still in the coaching carousel thing. Well, we just talked about Michigan with a national championship. We talked about Alabama, you know, moving on from a goat, bringing their coach around. Ohio State does not change their coach, rightfully so, by the way. They keep Ryan Day. But what does Ohio State do? Well, they had a response, all right. Their response was essentially re-signing everybody that was on their roster last year besides Marvin Harrison, which is a huge loss at wide receiver. Right? He is the number one wide receiver in the draft. Rome Adunze, no offense, but that I'm taking Marvin Harrison. Okay, I was going to say that. So... Ohio State, they go on a on a roll. Like they essentially have everybody back on their defense from last year, other than Tommy Eichenberg, who was a super senior and had to go. Even to the point where they bring Downs in, the safety from Alabama. They brought uh Quinshawn Junkins in at running back. They brought in a quarterback. They brought in an Alabama five-star plus. I, I think I guess that's a thing, Kurt. Freshman quarterback. The message is is very clear. Ryan Day, Ohio State, you best beat Michigan. And I would say he even needs to advance a game or two into the the new form of playoff in order for Ohio State fans to be okay again with Ryan Day. Yeah, I think this year they've got to beat Michigan and probably got to make the playoff in order for people to calm down a little bit. And for for the Ohio State fan base to calm down. If, If he doesn't, I, I don't know. Do you think it could be his last year if he doesn't do that? I do. And you, yeah. you, and just to pick you here a little bit, you said, I got, I got to think he needs to beat Michigan. That's kind of how you worded it. I think what you really mean is he has to beat Michigan. Yeah. That's, but, that's... but here, but what I wanted to talk about is, and the, whatever the new hotness is, that's what everyone wants to do, right? Yes. We just saw Michigan do this with defense and running. And it feels like maybe Correct. he's he's kind of shifting a little bit, <laughs> which is interesting. And, and, and like, I, I'm right. And then you and then you bring in Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, not a stranger to throwing the ball around the field, but he 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 wants a mentality that's not unlike what Jim Knowles brought to the defense on the other side. So the toughness has already been brought on the defensive side. You and I have talked about it. They that's what they've lacked at times on the offensive side. Is Bill O'Brien and a couple additions enough, you know, to make the offense tough? We'll see. I would still say the portion of the team that seems to be lacking is the offensive line, specifically the yeah. tackles. Yes. So we'll see about that. But even beyond that, is are they going to look a little bit like? 
2022-23-24 Michigan because that's what the memo says. Like you said, the new hotness, because maybe that's what we need to do to win championships. Yeah, and we, you know, we have always said, you know, Ryan, you don't have to throw every down. You, it's okay. You've got, you've got a good running game. Lean into it. Why not take advantage of it? But I think he's not only going to do that. He's going to go a little further than that. I think so. Now, and you know, we've got a running quarterback coming in, and Will Howard. So it's not going to this. Because by the way, life, life without the NFL Rookie of the Year is is difficult. I think. I think any program losing. Yeah, I mean, he could wind up. I mean, he, he's probably going to wind up going down the the best Ohio State quarterback of all time. Maybe the best. I mean, almost for sure, the best Ohio State quarterback of all time in the NFL. So you you lose him. It's a it's a big void, and and it was felt. I I do not believe the quarterback play matched what the quarterback skill level was last year. I kept saying during the podcast last year they were trying to make fetch happen, and they couldn't do it. There was an identity there they couldn't ever put it. I am going to be so intrigued to see with Bill O'Brien leaning on the defense, how that is going to look next year. It's intriguing. Ohio State is one of the more intriguing teams to look at in the country. Yeah, for sure. And then another thing I would put out there, if 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 people are upset, like, okay, look at what Ohio State gets to do with their NIL, you know, gigantic, you know, bag, the bags that they can throw out there. I'm never going to, you know, talk anybody out of that anger. But for Ryan Day, he'd be stupid not to spend that money and do exactly what he did. So I don't, it's like, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. It ain't Ryan Day's fault. I would say Ryan Day did exactly what he needed to do in order to get Ohio State back on top. Well, it's amazing the transfers they got, but it's also amazing the retention that they had, because that's, that's part of NIL too, that, that I, I forget about all the time. I think most people do. You don't think of, you got to pay the guys that are already there or else Correct. they're going somewhere else. Correct. Anybody it's can, un- anybody can take the reservation. Yeah. It's you got to hold them holding. The you got to hold it. Yep. And I want to know what is the full payroll of their roster rumor to be at least $13 million. No, it's more than that. So you, okay. I, I don't think it's that much. That so that's my read is that's what Ryan Day threw out there. I think it's one of those deals where the city planner asks for thirteen million dollars for the project, knowing that he only needs nine and a half, so that when he gets ten, you know. But did he say thirteen for the whole roster? Is that what he said? That's yes, that's what he said. Thirteen million for the whole roster. Gosh, I don't. It just seems like it has to be mm. way more than that to keep everyone they kept on defense, adding. The Alabama freshman American adding the running back, adding the quarterback. Are you kidding? I don't it's know. Gotta, it's got to be more than thirteen million. You could be right, listeners. You let us know if you think I'm being naive or if you think Kurt's more dead on. I, I know this much. I've listened to as much podcasts and and read as much stuff on NAL as I can, and I know I'm confident enough to say this. Nobody should be confident on what they predict. Or, or what they say is the number, because I swear yeah. very few people actually know, and they're not going to let that number yes. out because that is that is information that you don't want out there as a football program. Like, obviously, Ryan Day knows the the head of, you know, one or two of their NIL collective, they, they know, but these people are not letting that stuff out. You hear, I mean, I'll hear rumors with Iowa stuff, but it's just hard for me to believe every one of those numbers is correct. That's, I don't know, I just, I smell bullshit a little bit with that. 
All right. Fair enough. All right. So then again, kind of sticking with the, the, the chronological way of things went, this actually was, was Washington getting gutted. Then they thought Jed fish was going to bring their star quarterback and wide receiver in from Arizona. They stayed in Arizona. I tell you what, I, I, this is going to be breaking our patent self on back. And I don't want it to come out like that, but Everybody was so high on Oregon, Washington, even UCLA at the time, USC, back in September, okay, in this year. If I don't know if you remember, but all four of those teams were ranked at one point earlier in the season this year. And I tried to kind of warn people, don't assume the team you see right now is going to be the, the team in, you know, permanently in the future as they move into the Big Ten. We are, I believe we've already seen that. Oregon, I believe, is going to be extremely strong next year again. They they haven't been gutted. They haven't lost their coach. They got more continuity. Washington, a, a, a stat I read, Kurt, all but two of their guys in their entire two deep on offense are either graduated, going to the pros, or transferred. They're they completely restarting on offense. And their defense well, wasn't extremely strong uh-uh. In with and they lost some guys too. So I'm not saying Washington's going to drop off the table. That's not what I'm saying, but they're going to take a step back. Will it be TCU level step back? Probably not. But you know, USC's got some questions. UCLA's got a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of all over the board here. I'm just saying. Well, good. The the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. <laughs> yeah. So the portal hath taken away. But now he needs the portal to give us back. So and he's got to he's got to do some shopping, is what I'm saying. Very much, and 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 the portal gave us with Michael Penix in the first place, right? So yep. so they've already, you know, it, I think for programs like Washington, that's that's how it's going to go. You know, there's going to be peaks and valleys a little bit. Shoot, Washington's been a kind of a peak and valley program even before yeah. NIL. So that's I mean, it almost kind of fits. Washington is one of the stranger programs in it that is. sense. Because didn't they go one and eleven one year? Did they go winless? Or was it maybe winless? they went maybe they went winless? It was I mean, either winless or one eleven. I should know that, what, but I, it was recently. what other program? What right. other program has done that? I know I didn't even feel it's like incredible. that. I didn't even feel like that they made a big enough deal out of that during their run for how low they were somewhat yeah. recently. I'm gonna say like 16 or 17, 18. I again I I I'm better at following the programs that have been yeah, historically inside was, the Big Ten. I think it was more. It was earlier than that. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm still. Say, yeah, I know. They they were absolutely putrid. And it wasn't. It's not even the one. The only time in the last. No. You know, in my adult lifetime that they've that they've sunk down super low. They sunk. They started high, sunk down, came back up, sunk down and came back up. I mean, it is EKG chart. Like when they yeah. are up, it is up. When they are down, it's near the bottom. Yeah, they're Crazy. they're they're unique with that. A consistent program has been Michigan, though. Uh, they have won. Now they they reached heights that they we haven't really seen them reach just this past year and really kind of in the last three years. But that wasn't enough to keep Harms around. Now again, uh, um, Jordan and I recorded extensively on this, so I won't be sharing too much here. So this will be more Kurt giving his thoughts with Harbaugh taking off. I'm going to start this off. You love when I give you quizzes and teasers without prepping you, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if yeah. you can get this one. You ready? This is the first time in quite a while that a team has won the national championship and their coach took off. 
can you name the last time in the team that that happened where the coach uh, won a they... national championship and isn't on the sideline next year? Was it, was it Saban at LSU? It was not last. I mean, when you need a hint, Natty, Here, here's uh... a hint. One of the fan bases is screaming into their, their car stereo right now. Well, hold Oh, uh, no, no. So hold on. Hold on. Um, the the guy left. He was he well, he okay. was no. I'm I'm trying not to clue you in too much, but basically how I would want you to receive it is this coach won a national championship and did not coach that team the next year. Gosh, I so I should know this, huh? You, you're you're gonna feel silly once I tell you yes, but I I'm not saying I would have got it if you presented it to me like this. Give you another hint. Uh, okay, this team is in the Big Ten. We'll start there. <laughs> okay um oh uh no that wouldn't be it either and another hint i would give this team is in the big 10 now but was not in the big 10 when this went down oh okay um still don't get it huh well was it was it tom osborne there you go 1997 tom osborne god he left right after huh last time a national championship winning coach yeah okay did not return to the sideline the next guess year that's he, right he retired yeah, right after that I, yeah, rode off into the sunset, Elway mm-hmm. style. Yep, yes, he did. That's yeah. that's the way to go. That's one the way two to go. and got the hell out. Th- well, that was his third, right? But two in a row. Two. Uh, no, it was. Oh no, uh, that's no, not was, right either. No, it was ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. They did not okay. ninety seven. So it was two. It was, it was right. three. The uh, three of the last four. Yeah. Okay. So you you okay. got pretty close Touché. to doing that. Oh boy, Nebraska fans were screaming at us right right just right now i kept well i kept thinking like uh sweater vest no urban no it's tough it's tough yeah Uh, outside of nebraska fans i would love to know how many people had that one you know after reading that anyways i thought that was interesting but the the main point of 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 uh conversation that we're trying to hit out here is harvest is gone me and you are both rare i think in that we don't hate Harbs, but we follow Harbs. I'm gonna miss him. I think kind of you will too. No, I, I'll miss Harbs absolutely. I uh, he he was an acquired taste for me. Yes, believe it or not, I I used to not drink beer, but then I eventually I loved beer. I can acquire things. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I acquired the Harbaugh taste, and the if I think of all the screwy things that he did, yep, the one that just automatically comes to mind was is. Colin Coward interview. Okay, okay, go ahead. Remember that one? It was really I, early in his stint at, at Michigan, and uh, Colin asked him about like, is is he is he difficult around the house? Like as the game approaches or something, and he just and he was tuned out for this whole interview. Yeah, he did not want to be doing it. And, and he, here's my impression: uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You got to ask my my wife Sarah. Ask Sarah. I don't know. I don't know. And then. Collins just hangs up on him and goes, and that was Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> which by the, I did not blame Coward for hanging up on him because he was being a complete goon. Yep. Um, and there was a, there was a big controversy who was right and who was right. Who gives a shit who was right or wrong? It was hilarious yes. on both ends. Um, but that's the thing. That is the screwiest thing to me. It's just the way he was acting in that interview. Mine was mine was the doesn't let his players eat chicken because it's nervous bird and his thought process. That was a great one. And by the way, he came but around on that. He, he, he came around. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we can he, all he's like, grow. Every, and, he's like, it's high on protein. It's, yeah, it's actually we, not a bad. 
<laughs> we can yeah. all grow and learn as it turns out. And, and the, the thing is that I, I'm going to try to explain it now and I, it's not going to work, but Harbaugh is a persona. He's not trying to be the persona. I believe the Harbaugh family in general, a little different. Okay. I think it's a little different family. I don't think Harbaugh's trying to be anything. That's just who he is. I, I think if you cut him in half, it would be the same Harbaugh all the way through. I think that's what wound up winning me over is that that's what I bought into. It's not an act. He's just weird. And I appreciate genuineness, typically speaking, even when the genuineness is odd or asshole-ish, because at least you're being who you are. I think he does lack some self-awareness, but I think he's aware enough to know he's weird and he uses the weird to kind okay. of get out of situations, basically. Like, you know, yes. coach wants to actually answer a question, right? He does not, no. So, the, like, when he says something like that, they're just like, well, that's the story right there. Chickens yep. are nervous birds. He and that's it. We don't have, I don't have to... But I have to talk about my defense, how they're yeah. playing very well right now. And, and they walk out and they're like, I didn't get anything on Maryland. What what was that? And and he laughs yeah. as he walks back to his office. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt. There's no I doubt. I think he's probably smarter than he leads on. Oh, I mean, I, I compared him to the crazy but wise uncle, right? Yeah. That finally Aunt Jana got enough with divorced him. Like we all saw it coming. But he gives sage advice, you know? He he he's he whispers in your ear and hey, says, listen, man, you know, he drinks whole milk. That's sage advice right there. If you're going to drink milk, you go with whole milk. I tell you what, that's so funny because that's what we drink around the Greek house. It's whole milk, baby. And my neighbors, uh, snowbirds, they took off nice enough. They're like, hey, we got these groceries. Um, you know, they're going to they're going to we're going to throw them out. You want them? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, give me, take some groceries. And and one of them was a, a gallon of, of skim milk. I, I haven't had skim milk. I could drink it. I couldn't drink it. Kid, it's boys didn't want it. It it went out. It we tossed it out. Couldn't do it. No, it's it's terrible. Yeah, it's I can bad. I I could do two percent, but and and by the way, I don't really drink milk. It's like in oh, a I cereal or something like that. But in cereal, whole milk. Oh lord, it's so good. There's some two percents that I swear are thicker that that I can that I can yeah. take just fine. But one percent skim. It's gone. It's gone. I, I will never drink skin the rest of my life. Yeah, nope. might as well just drink water. A um, couple more things here. We got two teams to hit on, then I'll do a, a pre-warning. Wisconsin, just to throw this out there, they lost their secondary coach, co-defensive coordinator to Alabama to just try to keep on with the, the coaching you know, carousel theme that we kind of got going on here. So who do they get? They get Alex Grinch, former USC Defensive coordinator, also Oklahoma, was with uh, 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 Riley there. Uh, it, it, it made waves, but what's your take on Alex Grinch in the position that he's in for Wisconsin being a secondary coach? Well, I think it's it's always great to get someone with the experience that he has. Anytime exactly. you can get a coordinator to come on, and you know, at times successful coordinator, I realize his stock isn't super high right now as a coordinator, but anytime you can get that experience and have him as a position coach on your defense, I think it's great. I, yes, I do too. I mean, I, I think, think this is. A, I, I think more than anything, it's he's a hot button coach, right? So when somebody sees him land somewhere, I think a lot of people are like, "Where's that? Where's a guy like that going to land?" 
what I would say is for the people that are Alex Grinch haters that are USC fans, you know, I wouldn't talk you out of it. But for the people talking all kinds of, you know, crap about him, just general fans, there is a gigantic difference between being the defensive coordinator for Riley at USC, where let's be honest, they're not a defensive led team. They don't want anything to be involved with being a defensive led team to be in a secondary only coach in a Luke Fickle type of system where they want more complimentary football. That is a huge difference in itself. And some dudes are just better suited to be position coaches or coordinators and not the head guy. And maybe Grinch gets another shot as a D coordinator down the road. He's still pretty young, so it could, it could happen. I would say for Alex Grinch, Landing in Wisconsin is about as good as it can be. Maybe not Alex Grinch's wife going from Southern California to, to Madison area. But I, I would say that's it, that's a good spot for, for Grinch. Well, I'm I'm guessing Mrs. Grinch is going to be a little pleasantly surprised with Madtown. She might be. You know, yeah. It, it, it's got to like be it's got to be one of the better Big Ten towns, right? I definitely up there for me. I guess I'm just thinking um Warmer climates, Oklahoma and USC, and and now we're okay. coming to Matt. I, I would but, delay the move, maybe until a little bit deeper into the spring. Uh, that would be my one piece of advice. And yeah, just for sure, ease yourself in. But think about it. USC, Oklahoma, Ohio State. That's some. They might have. He might have learned some pretty good recruiting tricks. I would here, think so here and there. Yeah, and then also he's humble right now, which means he's humble. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good yeah. hire. I think it's a good hire for, for Luke Fickle. All right, sure. folks, I I, I kind of teased this before. Here's your pre-warning. I don't know how long this last segment will be, but it will be Iowa-specific. So if you're an Iowa fan, maybe some of you want to turn away. If you're an Iowa fan, tune in. Or or if you're an Iowa hater, you know, I get it. You, we already got the download, so if you don't want to listen, this is your warning. So, But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in Iowa City. So, like, this is what you report on. Okay, number one is Iowa officially announced Beth Getz as the athletic director. So she is the no more interim. She is the official athletic director. I don't know how much you have followed this via Twitter or people talking about it on Twitter, but I'll just let you know how this went down. Because a lot of this stuff, you're such a good neutral person to bounce stuff off of. I'm excited to see what what you say. So okay, Beth, and, and and let me start by saying I know very little about the situation. Good, good. So I want you to take it. Yeah, just I'm trying to give it I, to I you like, as straight as I can. I, I know she was interim. Yep. I know that she she kind of forced Brian Ferentz out. That's about all I know. Yeah. So that is part of the deal. Brian Ferentz was let go roughly halfway into the season by quote unquote Beth Getz. The fans immediately jumped on one side of the fence or the other, meaning Iowa fans. Screw her. She's meddling in stuff that she shouldn't be doing. This should be up to Kirk Ferentz, you know, stuff like that. The other side of the fence was finally somebody, you know, got it done and got Brian Ferentz out of there. Now, what I want to say is this, okay? Number one, it wasn't Beth Katz. I don't even think this is a I don't even think this is a a rumor anymore. The president, Babs, is the one who made the decision. Beth Getz did the bidding. I even wonder if okay. it's you want to get this job, this is what you need to do. I don't know. I that that I'm just I'm I'm you know conspiracy theory that part a little bit, but I'm convinced I, okay. to say 
that it she was the one who said it, but it was it was Babs making the decision. Okay, I have a precedent for this. So I'm the perfect person to ask. <laughs> University of Illinois in 2015 hired permanently the interim head coach Bill Cubitt to be the full-time head coach. Football coach. Football coach on only a two-year contract, if you remember that. It was very strange. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to do that. And it was an interim AD, just like this, that you know made the hire. Well, he didn't make the hire, of course. There was actually an interim president as wow, well it's a, it's a who, told, who told the interim ad to hire the interim head coach this is real this actually happened so that is ex- not exactly and, the same that we're talking about hold on okay but the actual quote from the interim ad was we know this is not ideal he said that during the hiring during the press conference that really puts out a lot of confidence that just Goes throughout the the athletic department and football program. Oof, yeah. But it, but my point being, I know it wasn't <laughs> Beth Gatz. It yeah. was someone above Beth Gatz. So that's how that went down. Here here's my stance. This is crazy. Let me let me tell you what you think of this. I I, I believe she's qualified enough to have gotten the job. She has I she has done a good job up to this point to deserve this this position. I would just like to wait and see how she does. How about that? I do not dislike her. I am not head over heels in love with her. I am. I believe it is a appropriate hire. And now I would like to see how she does over the next two, two, three, or four years. Isn't that crazy? What I, do you think of that? I think that opinion is outrageous. Man, it is either screaming no or screaming she's going to dominate. My read on the Iowa media is they just wanted her so bad. But my also read is that many of the coaches, I didn't say all, but many of the coaches that have started working with her are pleasant for what they see. But there's a lot of big things happening soon in the Iowa athletic department. Our football coach, our basketball coach, our female basketball coach, heck, it's even possible that our wrestling coach, they're all getting Mm -hmm. a little long in the tooth. All of those hires, maybe not so much brands in wrestling, those could be happening under Beth Getz's watch. So that's how she's going to be judged, mostly with the football hire, potentially sometime. But that's 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 where it's going to lie because that's where it always that, lies with that. That is right? a lot of responsibility to have on one's plate, right? That there. is a ton. And then, and I, she's a smart enough girl to know it. And we'll just, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, Caden Proctor, five star offensive tackle, originally committed to Iowa, left at the altar. Some Iowa fans, not all of them. Got got a poopy diaper when it happened, and and, and you know expressed that on social media. He goes to Alabama, struggles, but then was really good at the end of the year. Saban leaves again, along with the transfer port or uh, uh, coaching carousel thing, and then and then Caden Proctor portals back to Iowa City. So that was kind of big news around campus. Any thoughts on well, Caden Proctor? Uh, with NIL, these everyone's just on a one year contract, unfortunately. Yeah. So, okay, like you should never get upset when a guy like this leaves you at the altar and goes to Alabama because you're never going to match Alabama's NIL, first of all. But also, you know, there's a good chance this guy is going to transfer somewhere. If he's transferred somewhere, he's coming back home, probably. And shout out to shout out to Tyler Barnes. I was recruiting director because he made it very clear to Caden Proctor 
Congratulations on your decision. Sorry, we're not going to get you. Don't listen to the chatter on social media. They're the idiots. Just, you know, everything's yeah. great. And he, it was a, it was a professional amicable split when it happened, you know, a year ago or somewhere yeah, that, around there because of that. That's the how door you got to do it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the way it's going and, to go now. And by the way, if you're Caden Proctor, you made that quiche for a year. I think, didn't he start 14 games for them? Something he like started, that? He started from day one. You got tremendous experience. Yes. There, there's no downside for him. You could make an argument, this is the best way it could have worked out for Iowa as well. Yeah, that's a great point. He got great. I mean, he's going to get good coaching either way. I think this improves Iowa's O-line in two <laughs> positions because now a guy that probably should be playing guard with, that was playing tackle gets to slide in. And, and I'll say like, I, lo I looked up some of the stats and performances that he had the last four or five games of the year. I don't want I, I necessarily say dominance, but let's just say he was a quality left tackle by the end of the year. I think he was a yeah, all-American all freshman. And I looked at his PFF grade, and those are not end-all, be-all of, yeah, of how you perform, sure. but it was solid. Like, it was solid. And if you're a true freshman playing and you have a solid grade, I, I think – Iowa got a good player. I think so. It's I, I never get my hopes up for the big recruits until I see them in a Hawkeye uniform. I'm mostly going to hold that same thought process, but it's different when you have a guy come in that has played that much football, especially at a place like Alabama. You feel a little bit more confident. This is more of a plug-and-play type of situation. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and just say he's got a high floor. Like, I always say... If a five-star transfers, he's not a five-star anymore. Perhaps. That may be the case here still, but high floor, at least. You've got yes. I think you got a solid player at least. Not all five-star transfers are the same. I would say the same thing about Downs transferring from Alabama to Ohio State. That guy freaking oh, yeah. dominated last year. He was he was no, amazing. I think that's yeah, that's a five-star transfer, I believe. Yes, I think these are two five-star transfers that are transferring somewhere else. Gotta hurt Alabama too. Speaking of things that are hurting, it is still hurting as we are recording this at 8.50 on Friday evening, the 26th, I believe it is, yes. Iowa still has not hired their offensive coordinator. So I've been I've been meaning to ask you, I, you know, we really haven't talked about this specific uh, topic. So I, I'm going to go through this a little bit and then just get your feedback. The way Kirk Ferentz did this is even though they found out about Brian Ferentz, it was right at the end of October. Okay. I think that's when it was when, when he got let go, even though that's when it happened, Kirk Ferentz has stated publicly that he was not going to start the offensive coordinator search in earnest until the regular season was over, which meant he didn't start the offensive coordinator search until after the big 10 championship in Indy first pause, Right there. Do you agree with that approach by Kirk Ferentz? Uh, I guess no. I think hmm. you should always have your feelers out. And if you're not putting any energy into it during the season, if he's truly not, that's a mistake. Okay. I I will agree with you in that if there was zero thought process put to it, that's a mistake. I don't think there was zero let me word it like this. Do you believe a lion's share of the energy should have been put on the actual current team 
and yes. trying to get them to Indianapolis. Sure. Okay. And maybe that's what he meant. Maybe that's look, I'm focusing on this. I'm not focused on that. We're putting our best effort into the games. Maybe that's yeah. what he was trying to say. Maybe, maybe it was. I, I might be reading through the tea leaves a little bit too much here. What I would say is I wonder if, uh, you know, Hawk Brat 76, if he was in Kirk Ferentz's shoes for a week or two, might have more of an appreciation of what his schedule <laughs> actually is and spending the time, all this copious amount of time to recruit offensive coordinators that are probably still employed right then and there by their current team or franchise. Yeah. I don't know if it's as easy to branch out and do this as people think it is. How about that? Am I do Fair. I sound too Hawkeye-ish or did that make a little bit of sense? It does not sound outrageous. So then after the season, how it went down, to my knowledge, was that it did start after the trip back from Indianapolis. There were a couple candidates. One was a former coach under Kirk Ferentz. Joe Philbin, uh, involved with your mm. Packers, your your, oh, yeah. your organization. I would have been happy with him. Obviously, the name that people thought of the most was a former uh, Wisconsin offensive coordinator, head coach, Paul Christ. It is my opinion that it was very close to happening. Mm. What I wonder is if down the ways, long time down the road, we might find out that there was a surprise or two in that Paul Chris was not why he did not become the offensive coordinator. So, okay. In, in my opinion, I believe that was the thought process is, is, is they did think Paul Chris was going to be the OC and things just kind of didn't work out. They went on the bull trip. Now, suddenly it doesn't work out. You get back from the bull trip and you start the search over again. Okay. So, it's it basically started on let's call it January second or third when they got back from the bowl game. So we're just over three weeks now to get the offensive coordinator hired. I mean, it's like listening to Iowa fans, and what's even crazier to me is non-Iowa fans screaming into the void that he hasn't hired an offensive coordinator. If you felt pretty good about hiring a guy on January tenth, but you felt a lot better about hiring a guy on January twenty eighth. Wouldn't you just go ahead and take that extra 10 to 17 days extra and get the guy you want as opposed to just getting a guy for sake of getting a guy earlier in the process? If you thought you had some guys, that explains some of the timing. It, it, this, it's definitely odd to be this late in the game and you're you're basically at the first coaching wave, right? You were in the first coaching wave because Brian got fired during the season. So to go this late, in the game and not have one is odd. However, I will say Kirk is fishing in a different barrel. Okay. It's a unique barrel and it's a barrel that's way more remotely located than the barrel that most teams are fishing in. Do you know what I'm saying here? No, explain explain that because I think I know what you're saying, but but, but go ahead not, and explain it through. They're not looking for some some spread up tempo right. type. They're looking for someone that very few other programs are looking for the type of scheme that they want to run yeah. very few other teams are are going to be running so they the 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 candidates are not getting picked apart like like most candidates are okay right that's fair enough yeah i mean who, who else is after these guys that's what that's one way of putting it. i didn't think i didn't think that was the direction you were necessarily going to go i would say it is more of because kf is so solidified in his position 
who does he need to impress by doing a lightning quick well, hire? He just does not no. care. And I, I no. And although there are things where every Iowa fan is like, maybe he doesn't have to be so stodgy with stuff yeah, and we'll get right. into that. So like, you know, like I, I got to kind of dance on both sides of the fence here, but like at the same time, there is a part where me and you were also getting long in the tooth where you admire somebody just saying, eh, F you, I'm going to do it exactly sure. how I want to do it. So I think there's part of that here. But and then I guess my, my overall thing is he's got time, but you also got recruiting to do and you got to get ready okay. for spring. And there is, I know we've kind of forgotten about this, but there's another signing day coming up pretty shortly. I don't know if Iowa plans on signing anybody, if their spots open or whatever, but you do have some recruiting to do and you do have scheme to, to install for spring and you, and you got to get to know your players. There's a lot of things involved here. So I think it, it, it does behoove him to hire someone soon. Yes. And I think it is eminent. I think we're going to see it here pretty quick. If not this weekend, early next week is a prediction is my guess. I don't exactly know the, the, the date on that. I would say this, as far as the number we're over, I was over the number for for scholarships. So they're they're, like, not as far over as Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska is 20 or 30 scholarships over. And that's where it brings into the NIL scholarships, full ride scholarships is, is what we are, is what we're talking about is essentially you yeah. put guys on full ride scholarship via NIL. I'm not saying Iowa has to do that, but they're over the limit right now. And don't you think at the very least that does limit you for who you're going to get in the portal when you are already over the limit? Is that fair to say, or, or, or is yeah. this, well, or is that yeah, but- 2021? Well, there is another portal window opening. Yeah, but not till after spring ball. It's basically spring. Yeah, the spring portal. So people will transfer after that. Correct. They're going to have an offensive yeah. coordinator in place then. So I, I think you got me to the point that I'll be honest with you. I was, I was seeing if we would get to, which is, I don't know if it makes as big a difference to hire your offensive coordinator in the middle of December or early January than it does late January, yeah. early February, because the, the kids are back in class. Okay. The portal is closed. Even if there's I, a, I, I guess fair? that's true. Like they, they're, yeah, they're, you're not doing on-field coaching. No, that's, that's not going to happen until the spring, right. spring ball. Right. And you're going right. to have an offensive coordinator in position yeah, by then. That's and fair. You, yeah. And you kind of alluded to it as far as, you know, names that we were privy to. These are the names that are getting, I think they're pretty much open in, you know, the Twitter sphere now, which is Tim Lester is one name that's being thrown out there. Definitely offensive coordinator. He's got uh, head coaching ability, a lot of Mac stuff. And then the name that seems to be the hottest is Kevin Johns. Truth be told, that's probably the 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 offensive coordinator that I'm most excited about right now. But there's could be other names out there that I, we don't even know yet. I'm going to j- wait to make that judgment until I see where it's at. I will say this is I don't believe... I'm uh, boy. I'm going to sound like a Hawkeye here, but I don't believe the position the offensive coordinator is coming into is as bad as maybe it seems. Yeah, I I do think there's talent on the offense as long as it stays healthy. We need a wide receiver. I'll take another quarterback. Okay, just to be just to be clear there. But the offensive line has been you know just tore apart by Iowa fans. I Kurt, I have been out on this hill all by myself, and I'm going to stay out there until I until I officially get pushed off it. I don't think the offensive line was as bad as people think it is. I think it was put in difficult positions a lot. 
I think a different set of eyeballs on the passing schemes and getting the ball to the perimeter, along with Caden Proctor, I think is going to make the offensive line look a lot better and therefore the offense. So I, more I than anything, say- it's, it's a, we need a shot in the arm for the passing schemes. And I, that's what I need this new guy to bring to the table along with, this is another shocker, go ahead and embracing the fact that mobility from quarterbacks is a good thing. We can do this. We can do this. We'll do this together. (laughs) All right. Moving on from Uh, that. Uh, But, and by the way, last, last thing, I'm sorry. Listening to people still complain about BF, Brian Ferentz. It's, it's insane, man. Like I keep thinking about, you know, the old joke, like pretending that you're sitting in, you know, the therapist room is, you know, with a Hawkeye fan is Brian Ferentz in the room with us right now? Is he, is he, is he bothering you right now? That's what if I, and then what's even crazier is people that aren't even Iowa fans are, are just that it's like, they're irate about it. I, right. I don't see you getting that upset about it. I think you might have a comment here or there, but you seem to generally are able to move on with your life. I I have moved on. I, I don't need to, to, I don't need anyone to ask me where, how did Brian hurt you? Weird. What did he do? If you catch me it's, it's, commenting on something, nobody needs not, to hu- nope. Nobody needs to hug me and say it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your I fault. I haven't. I haven't watched Goodwill Hunting in a long time. Do you think that's uh, worthy? Do you think that's worth a a rewatch? Oh yeah. I mean, it's been it's been ten at least ten years. Definitely, it's that. time. Yeah, I think I might watch that soon. Yeah. Good. Last thing on Iowa. This is Iowa and Iowa State could be even bigger. LSU wide receiver Booty. I can't think of his first name. He put in about 8 million bets while he was at LSU. Magically, nothing ever happened. Nobody ever found out about it when he was at LSU. No, no, no. Moved on. But then it shed more light on the Iowa, Iowa State stuff. And then almost at the exact same time, more things came out on the gambling probe. Now, we're not going to be able to get into every detail of this, but I'll try to spoon feed it as best I can to the listeners you know, assuming people kind of know how things went down last summer and fall, Iowa wrestlers, football players, Iowa State wrestlers, football players, baseball players, yada yada. A lot of a lot of people got suspended, kicked off the team, all of that stuff. It seems like it's pretty obvious that the things they got charged with, they did. The issue here is how the DCI, the organization in Iowa that oversees this, obtained this which is essentially one agent going rogue and just trying to make a name for himself, put up a illegal geofence. What's a geofence? It's picture a fence made out of, you know, the cloud. A virtual. I like, I don't understand why they call it a geofence. Cause that seems physical. A ge- shouldn't it be, right. a, shouldn't it be a virtue fence or something That's, like that, that? That is way better. There are yeah. actual, you know, in civil construction, things that you could put and called geofences. So you're, you're more yeah. correct than you maybe even know. So yes, I, I agree. That's, and essentially what they did was they put this geofence that we think is better to be called a virtual fence around dormitories and dwellings that they knew male athletes, by the way, only male athletes, they only targeted male athletes to catch them. It never got permission to do it. Another one, this is even worse was an Iowa State wrestler, Kurt. I don't know if you heard this. He got interviewed by a DCI agent. I think the same one. I get lost. It could have been a different guy. I'm not sure. And they said, we are investigating 
how much sports gambling athletes are doing. Don't worry, Mr. Iowa State wrestler kid. The information you are giving me is not going to be used against you. We are trying to gauge an idea on how bad this is. They then turn around and did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do and use that against him to kick the wrestler off the Iowa State wrestling team. How is that not entrapment? How is that not crossing the boundaries of what civil liberties are supposed to be? It's a clown show, bro. Well, I mean, you're talking about a government organization. They're all clown shows. Yes. Across all spectrums. Yes. For as probably long as any of us have been alive, it's ridiculous what they have done. And I respect, like, rivals of Iowa or Iowa State getting a giggle out of it because I'm not saying I wouldn't be above it if the roles were reversed. But I would ask people to pause and think, do you want them peering in? Would you want them peering into your football, basketball, baseball program like this? Or even See, your yeah. own life as a grown adult or whatever? Like, it's... It's ridiculous. I hope there are, I hope heads roll. I hope, I, I I don't want us to live in a litigious society, but we're going to need to here to send the message yeah. that this shit cannot fly. Right. And th- you don't want players gambling. It's it's not good for the sport. It, it, it hurts the credibility of sport. I don't know how you can stop that. It's one of these things like, how can you stop teams from sending scouts to games to watch other you it's just you're not going to stop and by the way rules it's it's almost laughable for the ncaa now i'm not talking about the dci rules at this point who cares they don't mean anything anymore um but yeah this whole thing stinks like leftover fish in your fridge and i kept trying to say to people how is this only happening at Iowa and Iowa State? Well, okay, so that's the point I wanted to make. This would never, ever happen in Louisiana. Of course not. Of course it, not. It, Alabama, but, but, are you kidding me? But what what are they doing down there to interfere with their Bureau of Investigation, whatever they call it, to make sure, hey, hey, guy, what are you doing? What are you doing snooping around here? Stop. Get Get lost. Like, how does that happen down there but not up here? And I think a lot of it is if you're like, let's say you're the state of Alabama, maybe you think, well, maybe an Auburn fan would like to narc on Alabama or vice versa. But here's how this would work out. It's like 1980s Russia, United States. Listen, you think you're going to push the button. We're going to push the button right back. We're all dead. So they all look at each other and they just they they back out. They don't do anything. But no, not our DCI agent in Iowa. He just says, I'm going to make a name for myself, took it upon himself. Maybe he's a transplant. Maybe he moved in from the state of Iowa. Maybe he's just a hard U and I fan, and he hates both Iowa and Iowa State. Because by the way, they did not target U and I. They did not target D three schools. That's all under the NCAA. They specifically targeted Iowa and Iowa State male athletes. Boy, that again, that is fishy. I, I just feel it. Do you, as an Illinois fan, does it make you feel a little bit upset that? It, again, th- if you look at this from a bigger picture, these things should not happen. You you should not. I mean, Noah Shannon from from everything I've seen. Oh, who, they, by the yeah. By by the way, is was twenty two at the time, so he's old enough to gamble. I I don't know what the number is, but let's say he bet forty bucks. It was on an Iowa women's NCAA tournament game. It's not on his own team. He right. Lost the so whole that by the way, hurt. by by the way that. There is nothing wrong with that. You okay. should be able to do that with no consequences from the NCAA 
or anybody. Agree. It needs to be, there needs, you cannot bet on your own team. That is 100%. We, we all agree on that, right? Yes. Can't, yes. Cannot do it. And now the funny thing was one of the guys at Iowa that did it <laughs> bet the Iowa under and Iowa went over in that game. Oh, so he, oh no way. Yeah, so he actually <laughs> yeah. lost. So by the way, you know, I just like to say kids make mistakes. You know, that's, I hope the kid doesn't have to, you know, deal with this the rest of his life as far as this being attached to him because it was a mistake. I get it. But, like, you can't bet on your own team. I'm saying that. But, my gosh. The LSU kid bet on himself. Like, an he He Pete Rose did. He Pete Rose did. Like, over under 87 receiving yards or something like that. He's like, man, I'm I'm hitting that. I'm hitting that in the first half. But, by (laughs) the way, there's consequences to that, too. Like, what if, you know. I, you can do things differently if you know you need five more yards. That's true. Yeah, I, I just need five more yards. So I got, I don't know. It's There's so many consequences, even to betting on yourself and on your team. Long story short is, I think at one point when when I was younger, I'm like, I, I don't know. I was going I was, I was to go with Pete Rose. And then I interrupted my own thought here. I, I remember thinking Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame because he was betting on his own team. But there are trickles down even when you're betting yeah. on your own team that it's it's yeah. obviously a no-no and we we should not be doing that. Yeah. Wanna be a good story, but holy cow. Yeah, this I just hope someone faces some con- consequences finally. Yeah, other than the freaking 19 yes. and 20 and 21 year old athletes. You, you ruined the Noah Shannon's whole career. season. You yeah. ruined it. Yes. I mean, maybe well, his over, career. Yeah. I I I, I don't know. Seems like entrapment to me. Certainly, I am not a lawyer. I'm sure there's lawyers listening, like you dumbass. You don't even know what you know entrapment is or whatever. But something smells illegal. I've I've read through enough Twitter where there's got to be something to it. So there you go. That's our sheet. We worked we worked all the way through it, buddy. Good stuff, man. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, hopefully, we didn't step in the proverbial poop. I'm actually leading into myself uh, for a last story here. Had a had a sales call. Nice lunch mm. with one of my customers. On uh, Wednesday, it was in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, not far, not far from the Minnesota campus, actually. And I uh, was on my phone when I walked out. Um, there was a grocery store right across the street. I'm like, oh, I got to stop and pick something up real quick. Pulling the grocery store parking lot. I'm like, man, it smells like like hog shit over here. <laughs> and and we're and by the way, it's not far away from where the University of Minnesota does like ag <laughs> sure, testing. Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah. that. Ag department must must got the shit going like literally and figuratively, and then I get out of the truck and I walk into the the grocery store. I'm like, well, that's weird. I don't smell it out here. Go to the grocery shop and come back. Get in my truck. Oh, oh no, it's in my truck. Uh. I stepped in dog poo as I walked out of the the somewhere near. I dude, I was parked 25 yards from the front of the uh, um, restaurant to my truck. So. Stepped in dog poop. Let me tell you, sir, that is a freaking process to get that out of the smell environment around you, your feet or your, or your shoes, the truck, everything. It, it became like a two-hour process for me to, to de-poo myself in order to go to my meeting that I had the next day. Well, it's like the, the BBO in Seinfeld's BMW yes. that he couldn't yes. get rid of, right? Yes, yes. Here, I You tell me. Honestly, I would like feedback from you or anybody else. I mean, first of all, I can't tell you the last time because I got to kind of blame myself here. I mean, you got to watch where you're, you're walking a little bit. I can't believe. I well, and you're 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 cutting through grassy areas, apparently. 
No, I, I was on the sidewalk. I, I don't believe I cut really? the grassy area. Really? Okay. But I will All say right. this. Around this restaurant, they're still, it's new, and they're pushing dirt around over there. So mm. I believe what it was was mud on the street, and I believe the poo camouflaged mm. in the mud. That's how I gotcha. believe it went down. Um, so what I did was I went to I, I went to a do-it-yourself car wash place. So I put so I got a I got a truck. I took the the floor mat and I put it in the way back part of my truck. Like I got that thing out of there, right? Then I went to the car wash and I hung the mat, the the floor mat up on this the wall. You know how you can kind of pinch them in yeah. there? And I hosed that thing down with soap and water and just freaking went to town. And then I took my shoes off and I stood on the wet concrete in my socks. And I hose the bottom and all around my shoes. Yep. Right. What else am I supposed to do? That's all you can do. I tell you what. So you like had... you like my you like my approach to to well, depoo myself. That's all you can do. But I will tell you, I tried depooing one time, but I was also on the way out of town. Oh, and, you're screwed. And and luckily I had, and it was a work trip. Luckily I had a spare pair of dress shoes. I just okay. threw the pair of shoes go, out. Go, I threw them yeah. out. What are you gonna do? You can't. Yeah, yeah, just, no. yeah. I had to. Yeah, I went to town on those shoes. Still kept them in the garage, you know, so that they could air out and stay away. I went back the next day. I I think I got it all out, but then I still had to, you know, wash my shoes. I washed my pants. <laughs> you know, just I'm like everything went in. Everything went in. I deodorized the inside of the truck to to use the Seinfeld reference again. But man, what an ordeal. Dogs hate me, man. Canines do not. They they don't want me in their world. I, that's one thing I've I've discovered. Some dogs hate everybody, or maybe some dogs just hate people. Certain people, and I think I'm one of those those people. But anyways, that was yeah. fun talking to you, buddy. I miss you. Yeah, it's good to be back on. Hopefully, everyone was was happy to hear my voice again. I think they were. Would, by the way, would you consider that we hung out tonight? Is that is that fair? Yeah. That's fair. When's the last day me and you have ever hung out on a Friday night with neither one of us drinking a beverage? It's been a while. In Boy. fact, I would—I don't know if we've ever probably never known have. each other. I don't think this we is prob- it. Probably never have. It's an eyes on Big, Big Kurt, and Jeffrey the Greek first. Yeah. yeah. All right. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I am Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.